Thanks for listening to our Faith Church podcast. Let's listen to today's message. Let everybody say amen. If you have your Bible, turn to the book of Numbers. Even if you're not a mathematician, turn. Numbers. (laughs) They told me our new magazine came in yesterday. It's not this one, it's the other one. Let me see it, dear. You want to say something to the pretty people? Here's my pretty wife talking to beautiful people. Amen. I love you all. Tell them about it. <laughs> we have uh, this brand new magazine. We just had it shipped here. And it's the fall edition. If you'd like to receive this in your home, you can go ahead and fill out the card that's on the table. But Brother Ted's message that he ministered in this magazine, let me open it. It's uh, He talks about the four tent meetings that we had this summer. And... Uh, Shows on the front here, Elizabeth City in May, Raleigh in June, Roxborough in July, and Albemarle in August. Hallelujah. Thousands of people came, and uh, many were saved, healed, delivered, set free, miracles. So it was was wonderful. Amen? Amen. Praise God. (laughs) Also, we have available some things to build your faith. And the materials that we have brought, there's one in particular. How many of you were here last night? Let me see your hand. You were here last night. How many of you took the challenge and gave God an offering of faith? Some did not. It's all right. It takes faith to give to God. We know that. And I got a call this morning. And a friend He took the challenge when I first released this just a few weeks ago. He said, Brother Ted, an amazing thing has happened. He said, the IRS said they owe me a half million dollars. And he said, I'll be getting a check. He said, I know I would have never got it if it wasn't for what God's word said through you to me. He said, I believed it. My wife and I gave an offering we didn't think we could afford. And when we did, he said, now we get this news. And when you're only making 100000 a year and they give you a half million back, that's pretty good. It's almost like he got, I don't know, he was saying, I don't even understand it. He had to check it out. No, they said, that's what we owe you. And uh, I don't know how God does these things. Do you? If you do, explain it to me sometime. Just somehow God moves on the hearts of men, the Bible says, in Luke. And he causes men to give to you. Causes other people to give to you. How does he do it? The Bible says he causes them to give to you liberally. How many of you believe that? Another gentleman, he was in our meeting a few months ago. He took the challenge, and he told me before I left home, I got a call from him, and he said, where I'm staying, I've been renting this house. He said, I'd love to have this house. And he said, the owner called me and said, the Lord told me 
to give you the house. And we'll work out the closing and the details. But it's yours. And so there's wonderful things happening right now. I, I could go on all night just telling you how God is blessing his people that take the challenge to trust him. Hallelujah. Do you trust him tonight? Do you trust the Lord? Has he been good to you? He's been very, 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 very good to me. He started by giving me a beautiful wife. And I always tell everybody, this is my first wife. But she's also the last one. Glory to God. She's Alpha and Omega. She's a blessing. And we, we've had a good life. Numbers chapter 23. If you have your phone, your Bible. I'm not going to be long tonight because the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord came on me in my room today. And I've been ready for this. It doesn't take God all night to do what he's going to do. Tonight, the Lord is going to turn something around in you, everyone, that is set against you. Something that is against you is going to be turned around tonight by the precious spirit of Almighty God. The Lord said to me, those that will be there will be those that need it the most. So as soon as I walked out and looked at you over, I knew you're the one that needs this the most. Say with me out loud, things are turning around. Say it again. Things are turning around for me. One more time. Say things are turning around for me. Now, if you've studied your Bible, then you know that in the Old Testament, there were certain days that were considered holy and times of what the Bible called consecration, where God called his people to set themselves apart. When you read that, you also know God said in certain times, he said, and these shall be unto you forever. Everybody say forever. And right now in these 10 days, there is a forever blessing that is being released by God to those that can believe him for it. Let me see the hands. How many of you can believe God for a blessing tonight? Now, if I said a curse, every hand would go down. But how many of you could see? How many of you can believe God for a blessing? And God is a blesser. When you understand God's nature, He only does good things. People badmouth God. They try to tell you, well, God made me sick, or God allowed me to be poor, or God put me through this. But that's not even Bible. Even in the New Testament, the Bible says every good gift, every perfect gift, comes down from the Father of lights in whom is no variableness nor shadow of turning. Even by the nth degree, he'll never change his position of bringing good things to your life. If you're glad about it, clap your hands and say, that's for me. 
I don't care what theologians say. I don't care what denominations say. I don't care about those that think they're religiously intellectual. I'm telling you, the Bible says every good gift comes down from the Father. Can you shout amen? amen. Now, in this time that begin with Rosh Hashanah, it's a new year upon the Jewish calendar. And it's also a time that they were instructed to believe for new beginnings. In your Bible, there are certain corollary passages that are linked to this. One that's found in Isaiah refers to this time, and Isaiah prophesied to the children of Israel that thus saith the Lord, will I not do a new thing, and shall you not know it? God has new things, things you've never seen before. The problem is we get stagnant because we miss the flow. We sing the songs the same way. We pray the same way. We run everything the same way in our devotion, in our daily living. And what happens is you become stagnant. Now my cousin, Brother Van, he lives behind me up on the hill. And one day... He had a shovel. I said, what are you doing? He said, I got, a, I got a spring up here on the hill, but I got to clean it out. It's gotten stagnant. So we went up there, and this thing was covered with algae, and it just was grown in. And he took his shovel and began to dig an outlet so the water could start moving again, where it got clogged up with the algae and debris and and, uh, you know, uh, fallen tree limbs and just started cleaning it out. Now, spring, it springs up. But if it doesn't have an outlet, then there's no good uh, thing that's done by it. And as he did that, a lot of that junk began to run off that pond and down the side of the hill. When we went back up the next day, there was a beautiful spring and water you could drink right out of. You didn't have to boil it. You didn't have to clean it. It tested good. It was perfect spring water out of the very heart of the earth. It just comes up through. But he had to clean some things up to get the flow of going, to get that flow of moving. It's the same with the things of the Spirit. The Bible says that our God is like a spring of water or a living water springing up on the inside of every one of us. Right now, the potential of purity of God's moving is already working in you. But you got to get rid of the debris that's trying to block the flow so that you don't have all that green algae and that mess blocking your next blessing. How many of you don't want anything between you and the blessing? You want to make sure God cleans it right on out. Lift both your hands and say, Lord, clean it right on out. Say, clean it right on out. What you're saying really is, Lord, clean me up. Clean me out. Make me pure. Make me holy. Let me have the flow of the precious spirit that brings me blessing after blessing after blessing. Oh, glory to God. When the devil thought he had you, you get away because you're in the flow. It carries you out of the reach of the adversary. It moves you out of the place the devil thought he had you into a place where 
where he can't find you. Can you say amen? When you get in the flow, there is a divine protection and provision that comes from the hand of God. This can possibly be the worst day you'll ever have because it only gets better and better and better when you serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Your best days are now and the days that are ahead of you. You're not a loser. You're not a failure. But you are the blessed of God. You're blessed by God's hand. And the hand of blessing is the hand of promotion. And it is the hand of goodness. Oh, hallelujah. Have you not heard? Hast thou not known? The Bible says that the Lord God, the God of the universe, neither does he faint, neither does he get weary, but they that wait upon the Lord shall, shall, shall renew their strength. Raise your hands and say, I'll take it. Woo, glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Pray in the Holy Ghost for a minute. Amen. Woo, glory. I said glory. Clean us out, Lord. Clean us out. Make us pure. Make us holy. Boronko, Shilinda, Mezo, Vendi, Kihi, Mandora, Bambambambaha, Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Glory. I said, Glory. I was preaching in. Uh, Norfolk, Virginia, and Tidewater area. And it was getting close to Christmas time. It was after Thanksgiving. And this young man came. He said, I brought my mama. We got her out of the hospital, Brother Ted. And they say she has cancer. And it ate up her stomach and the lining. They tried to operate, but it was like cottage cheese. Her stomach was coming apart in pieces. Now, if I remember this right, my wife remembers this. He said, so they had to super glue her stomach. Isn't that right? They glued her. Sliced her open and glued her. I've never heard a thing like that in my life. And then he said, she's here tonight. I took a sniff, see if I could smell the glue. But I couldn't. And he said, Brother Ted, here's my mama on the second row. I went over to her. I said, I'm so glad you're here. She, she had been in how many weeks? 17 weeks, wasn't it, in the hospital? 18. And they couldn't do anything, and they just let her go. Go home for Christmas and die. We can't do anything. We, we're out of glue. You know what cracks me up? People put faith in doctors. Doctors are just like you. They're human beings. Now, I love doctors and nurses. They're doing the best they can. 
But there comes a time that they can't do anymore because they're limited in their ability. Someone say, well, God uses doctors in the same way he uses chainsaws. He's not given to one group over another. God's not using pizza bakers, but not cookie cutters. No, he's the same towards all, the Bible says. So when you say, you know, uh, medicine is a work of God, you're in error. Because God uses divine healing. He doesn't use men's power. And we don't have enough understanding along these lines in the church, which is why you don't see the miraculous as much. Because we've, we've mixed human, humanistic thinking with the Bible, and it never works. For the Bible says the carnal man receives not the things of God, for they are spiritually discerned. Are you listening to me? And she, I had no trouble talking to her. She already has been told there's nothing more they can do. Beautiful lady. You remember her, huh? She looked like a beautiful queen. Her face was almost ebony. It was so beautifully black. But her eyes were worn out. She was tired. Her son was hopeful. That's why he came to me. But I said this to her. I said, do you believe because you've got to locate people's faith. Where are they at? How are they believing? I said, do you believe that God can turn this around? She, said, she called me baby. She said, yes, baby. <laughs> well, I am a baby. I'm God's baby. Hallelujah. She said, yes, baby. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to preach. And then when the anointing comes on me, I'm going to curse this cancer and command it to come out of you. You see, everything you need is in the anointing. Everything. Everything you need is in the anointing. What do you need? Money? Healing? Encouragement? The blessing? Whatever you need is in the anointing now, what does that word anointing mean? I looked it up. It means the ability, the capacity, the force of an individual, even a machine, but especially God who made everything. God has the ability. He has the capacity. He has the force to turn things around for every one of us. Everybody say, turn around. Say, turn it around, Lord. Say, turn it around, Lord, for me. See, there's the key. You begin to speak it. So I felt like I located her faith. She didn't say, no, I don't believe it. She said, baby. In other words, she believed it. So I get up. When it was my time to preach, it was like I preached just to her. She's on the second row. And I began to preach about the power of God, how the power of God can move you into the place God wants you to be. And I'll never forget this. My wife remembers this. Suddenly, the power of God picked her up out of her seat. Not a person, not an usher. Her body come right up into the air and then flipped over into the third row. And she landed on the lap of a man. 
I think I heard him say, hey, baby. But anyhow, no, no I didn't. <laughs> That's the only Joel Osteen joke I tell. Amen. Back to the word. I saw her come right out of her seat with her head leading the way. And there'd be no way she could have done that. Been in the hospital 18 weeks. And went back over and landed in that man's lap. Her son got up immediately. And he went back to get his mother. I'm sure he was wondering, why is mom doing backflips? <laughs> but see, what it was, it was the anointing, the ability, the capacity, the force of God to touch her. And he helped her up and they started leaving. I thought, I haven't even prayed for her yet. What I didn't know was she whispered to him, take me to the bathroom. Obviously, it scared something out of her. Amen. <laughs> and what it was, it was the cancer. Because when she went in the room, the bathroom, she passed the tumor. Suddenly, the back door's open, and the guy comes running in, and he comes up to me. He said, Brother Shuttlesworth, she's passed the tumor. I said, praise the Lord. He said, do you want me to get a jar or something, put it in there so the people can see? That's what he said. I said, no, son, flush it. And she come back in that night and came every night of that meeting right up towards Christmas. And the doctors gave her a good report. She had a different stomach. The cancer was gone. Jesus did the work. Can you say amen? God reversed. Everybody say God reversed. God reversed the condition that was against her. Let me see again. How many of you want God to reverse something that's against you in your life? Then lift both your hands and call on the Lord right now. Say, turn it around, Lord. Say, turn it around, Lord. Say, turn it around. Hallelujah. Now, one of the promises given from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur to the Day of Atonement, I'm going to read it to you. And I love it. In Numbers, chapter 23, and when I read this, I'll guarantee you some of you will know these scriptures. Numbers, chapter 23, verse 19, God is not a man. Now, that's scriptural, John 4, 24. God is a spirit. God is a spirit. Guess what? So are you. 1 Thessalonians 5.23, Paul said, And I pray God, the very God of peace, that he might sanctify you wholly and preserve you blameless, spirit, soul, and body. So you're a spirit. You have a soul. That's your mind, your will, your intellect, your emotions. And you live in a body. Turn to your neighbor and say, Hello, body. Amen. And then I'll say from here, hello, everybody. Say, God can turn it around. Well, because he's not a man, then it says, he's not a man that he should lie, which means men are liars. 
and all liars shall have their place in the lake of fire. Are you hearing me? Now, I raised kids, and I knew when they were not telling me the truth. I used to listen to a record when I was younger of Bill Cosby explained to his dad how a man jumped through the window, broke the bed, and he and his brother were innocent. <laughs> Only older people remember that record. Amen. Dad, he come through the window. We tried to catch him. He jumped on the bed. He broke the bed. We weren't jumping on the bed. He broke the bed. He went right back out the window. <laughs> Boom. He said his dad shut the door. Yeah, yeah. Children are not really good at lying. Are you hearing me? <laughs> Some of you know my son Teddy, and he's probably watching, so I won't tell this story. <laughs> or maybe I will. Someone knocked on my door. It was an angry mother. I said, Yes, ma'am. She said, your son shot my son in the back. That, that startled me right there. I said, uh, come on in, sister. And since I only had one son, I called his name. Hey, Teddy, get down here. I hear you've been acting like your mother. I said, did you take that BB gun and shoot D in the back? Yes, yes, I did. I did. I said, did you do it on purpose? He said, no, no, I didn't. Well, I said, you had to aim it. It was cocked. You had to aim it, pull the trigger. He said, I wasn't aiming at him. I said, well, what in the world are you aiming at? Well, he said, I was trying to shoot that clothespin off mom's clothesline because I had showed him how you could make them spin if you hit them, the clothespin would spin around them. So now he's got me. I can't mm, get too tough. I taught him. But I knew that I looked where the clothespin was. It was here. And where he shot D was up there. So I knew he's lying because how are you going to miss five feet? Unless you're cross-eyed and ugly. Amen. I said, son, you were aiming at him. Then he goes, well, yeah, but I didn't think it would go that far. Well, I said, obviously it did. Now we know that that BB gun can shoot at 80 feet or more. Well, she said, I hope you whip him. I said, thank you, ma'am. I'll take care of my son. And she left. And he said, Dad, don't hurt me. I said, no, it's all right. I'm actually impressed. That's a pretty long shot. <laughs> I said, just don't do it again. But I am taking the BB gun from you, which I did and locked it up for about a year. Amen. Pretty hard to whip the, uh, the son that can shoot that good. Amen. <laughs> Because someday he's going to get bigger than me. But he was trying to fudge, trying to tell a little bit of a story. Why? Because the human nature is such that the Bible says there dwelleth no good thing in your flesh. 
and mine. Amen. Well, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the Son of Man that he should repent. Speaking of Jesus' sinless nature. Has he said it? Will he not do it? If you can get a word from God, according to his own word, he's got to do it. If you can find something in that word that applies to your situation, God has said he's got to do it. He said not one of his promises has ever failed. Then he said, I'll honor my word above my name. God holds his word supreme. Are you hearing me? If he said it, he will do it. Has he spoken? Will he not make it good? Everybody say the goodness of God. I brought a little pamphlet I wrote years ago. And I began it with the goodness of God. Listen to this scripture. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loves is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Can you say amen? amen. Then he said to Moses, I will make all my goodness pass before you. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. The psalmist David wrote, Surely your goodness and love and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Then Isaiah prophesied, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Everybody say his goodness. And for his wonderful works to the children of men. Can you say amen? The prophet Hosea reminds us, and I love it. Afterward shall the children of Israel return and seek the Lord, their God, and the Bible says David, their king, and shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the last days or latter days. Can you say amen? And then again, the writer declares in Kings, blessed be the Lord that hath given Rest unto his people, Whew. Israel, according to all that he promised. There hath not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. Can you say amen? His goodness is revealed by the revelation of his word. And his word is kept by his promise or his integrity. If he said it, he's got to do it. 
will I not do it? It says here in Numbers. Now let me finish this because I want you to get this in your spirit. We're living right now in this season that the Jewish people refer to as days of awe or days of glory as I referred to it. And I wanted to convene this meeting for the 10 days for the Lord said to me, I will do things in these 10 days that will spill over into the natural world. And so we have already seen it. The other night, the Holy Spirit said, I will not heal the swamp nor the marsh. And what happened the next day? They hauled out the chain link fence again. They hauled out the barbed wire again. The devil knows he's defeated. The devil is afraid of you. You got no business being afraid of the devil. Hallelujah. For the Lord God who is mighty lives in you, walks in you, talks in you, and the devil knows you have this kind of authority and during these days of glory there's a turning up of the if you will the amp the amperage is going up it's going to get stronger it's going to get louder you're going to be stronger than you've ever been you're going to be more powerful than you've ever been for the Lord God has promised it hath he not said it will he not perform it can you shout hallelujah you're not going down to defeat you're not going to be discouraged you're not going to be destroyed but God who is your God is bringing you up and out of every obstacle of the devil he's going to plant your feet on a rock you shall not be moved you have immovable faith oh hallelujah and God is in the business of promoting and blessing his children Verse 20, behold, I have received it. See, that's the key. You have to receive it. I've preached and I've had people say, I didn't believe one thing you said. I said, that's all right. You just won't receive what I said. One person said, you're awfully egotistical. I said, what do you mean by that? Well, just because I didn't believe what you was preaching. You just said, I won't receive. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I wasn't preaching my word. I was talking God's word. I said, I learned like Samuel. They have not rejected you. They've rejected me. And we got people even in our churches that are rejecting God, sitting in the seat every Sunday, singing the songs, praying the prayers, dancing their dance. But when it, the rubber meets the road, they do not receive because they don't believe the word of God as we should. God, keep me from that. I don't know how you feel. Don't ever let something get in my spirit that causes me to doubt the word of Almighty God. But keep me on fire with the power of the Holy Ghost where if God says it I say yes Lord if God said I'm going to do this I say yes Lord can you say amen and when you get in that position of faith and humble yourself before the mighty hand of God the Bible says in due season you will be promoted here's the last part of that promise the Bible says behold I have received a command to bless. He has, everybody say past tense. He has, say past tense. 
Why do I say that? It means it's already done. That's why in another passage he said, these uh, blessings shall be forever. Once he spoke it, he has spoken it, that he's blessed you. And he won't reverse his blessing. The latter part of that verse he says, he has blessed and I say that means me. I cannot reverse it. Now, what do you do when the devil sets up something that is working against you, that is ultimately opposed to the word of God, and you can't seem to break that wall of containment that the enemy has put around your life? What do you do when it seems like the enemy Someone said, why do you sit down to take a load off my feet? Amen. What do you do? When you've believed God for something, but it does not come to pass. That you've asked God for something, but the situation hasn't changed. What do you do? Well, first of all, Here is a thought. In the realm of the things of the spirit, the Bible seems to indicate that you and I cannot reverse it. I can't do it. You can't do it. That only leaves one, God. But if he's commanded you to be blessed and there's something working in your life that hinders the blessing, then you need God to reverse this thing that's trying to keep you from his best. And the word of the Lord came to me this afternoon. I couldn't hardly get out of the chair. And I heard the Lord say, tell the people tonight, I'm going to reverse everything the devil has tried to put in their lives that is stopping the blessing from working. You ought to lift your hands and say, do it for me, Lord. In other words, you're receiving it. Somebody shout, I receive it. Shout, I receive it. Say it again, I receive it. You got to realize you have an enemy. You got to realize the devil hates you. The devil doesn't like your family. He doesn't like your children. He don't like your grandchildren. He don't like you. And he doesn't like the blessing that God's promised to put on you. And he's trying to build a wall of containment around you so the blessing can't get through. But you see, you can't reverse it. It takes the hand of Almighty God. The Bible says in the Old Testament, when uh, the, the, the priest stood, to get his new garments from the Lord. The Bible says the Lord said through the angel, I rebuke thee, Satan. Hallelujah. It's God that's doing the rebuking. It's God that's taking care of the situation. All you got to do is go along for the ride. All you got to do is say, yes, Lord. All you got to do is say, I believe the word of God. All you got to do is say, this is the last day of the devil trying to pull one over on me. The God I serve is 
reversing it. And in these 10 days of glory, there's a special anointing to reverse the curse, to reverse the thing the devil has tried to set against you. You ought to shout, reverse it, Lord. Amen. It's not going to be the work of a man. It's not going to be the work of a preacher. It's not a particular church. It's the hand of Almighty God who reaches down to you and says, I love you with an undying love. I will turn this thing for you and not one of my promises have ever fallen to the ground. Oh, hallelujah. If he said it, he's got to do it. If he spoke it, he will bring it to pass. Clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Now, God has a prescribed order to release the blessing. Number one, everybody say number one. The Bible says God will do nothing. And we're ministering to you about how he's reversing things. But he won't do anything except first he reveals it to his servants, the prophets. Ephesians chapter 4, there are five ministry gifts. The apostle that speaks of governments and oversight. The apostles operated in all nine gifts of the Spirit in that we have Paul and Peter as an example. Then the Bible tells us he also gave prophets. The prophets are literally those that go before they're like the army sends out scouts with binoculars. They catch a glimpse of the future and come back and tell the army what's about to happen. Then the Bible says, Paul the apostle declared, God hath built the church upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Are you hearing me? Then the Bible says in Ephesians 4, verse 11, and he gave some evangelists. The evangelist reaches the furthest before the rest of the team shows up. They're like the Marine Corps. They go in and land on the beachhead. And Philip went down to Samaria. And there he preached Christ unto them. And the people gave heed, seeing and hearing the miracles which he did. For many that were taken with palsies were healed, and they that were lame, and demons were cast out. And then the Bible says, and great joy filled the city. You know what God's going to do when he's done blessing Rochester? He's going to have a lot of happy people living up here on the lake. Going to have a happy shouting folk on the Erie Canal. Only they're not going to be singing about a mule pulling a, a tugboat down the canal. They're going to be singing, look what the Lord has done. 
I tell you, this first word the Lord gave me, that the hand of the Lord has come upon Faith Church. And the Lord declared to me that shortly and very soon he shall expand the borders of this work. And you shall see even a different auditorium and things shall look differently. For the last time I was here, I got into a vision and the Lord showed me the auditorium going back with what I called bleachers. And I saw it in the spirit and I told pastor. Well, when I come this time, he said, Look at this. This is what the architects are working on. And when I looked, it was exactly as I saw it the last time I was here in 2020. I tell you, you folks are poised to see thousands of souls come in from the north and the south and the east and the west. I wonder how many of them are going to be your family. I wonder how many of them are going to be your children. I wonder how many of them are going to be your sister or brother or father or mother or your grandchildren. I prophesy to you there's a move of God that is in this house. Hallelujah. For the word of the Lord came unto me this morning and he said, even as I raised up Charles Finney to preach in Rochester and they couldn't even pull a crowd at the circus because everybody went to hear Finney preach, this shall take place again. And faith church shall become a magnet to those that are lost and that need help and healing. And you shall see it with your eyes and you shall hear about it with your ears. For the hand of God is upon this place. For the Lord said, I have walked up and down these aisles. I have ministered through the years unto the people. And that which is the remnant that came through 2020 are the ones that I'm going to build upon. So if you made it through last year and you're happy about about it, raise both your hands and shout, for you are a remnant that God is blessing with the power of the Holy Ghost. It shall be so, and it shall all come to pass. Clap your hands and shout. <laughs> During these days of glory, the Jewish New Year began. And the Lord told them what nations to deal with. The word nations in the New Testament is the Greek word ethnos. It means ethnicity. That's where we get that word. Well, in Matthew 24, everybody say Matthew 24. The Lord gave us a word that in the latter times, the last days, nation shall rise up against nation. That's racial strife. We're seeing that, aren't we? And they say it's on the increase. I believe it because it's fueled by the devil. Because everybody is created in the image of God. You know what Brother Shuttlesworth teaches, preaches? I, I say it on television. I don't care. I've even had U.S. senators call me. said, I've been here. How are you talking? They actually like it. One of them might want me to write a campaign for him, but I ain't going to do it. He can get his own word. Amen. But if you're white, you should say, I'm wonderful. If you're black, you say, I'm beautiful. If you're Hispanic, you say, I'm handsome. First Nations, Ojibwe, Apache, Cherokee, you should say, I'm fabulous. If you're Asian, you say, I'm awesome. Why? Because all of God's people and everyone that lives on the planet, saved or unsaved, 
is created in the image of Almighty God. In Isaiah 14, the devil said, I'll be like the Most High God. And God said, you won't, and threw him out of heaven. Why? He said, I'm going to take on God's likeness. But in Genesis, we read the story. For by now, as you read the Bible, you know that he was cast out of heaven before the Garden of Eden. God said, when he created Adam and Eve, let us make man in our image and likeness. And the one thing the devil wanted to have the likeness of God and can never have, God made you in his likeness. And the Bible says in Matthew 24, through war, famine, earthquake, pestilences or plagues, racial problems, the devil is trying to eradicate the image of God in all mankind. The devil's trying to get rid of you. But the promise during these days of glory, I will reverse it. I will reverse it. For 20 years ago, and actually 21, 21 years ago, I was in New York City. I was walking on Broadway going up towards Central Park to an Italian restaurant called, called Carmine's. When suddenly I had a vision and I could see the two twin towers and to me it looked like they were on fire and smoke was coming out of them. And I said to the guy with me, Kevin, look, the twin towers are on fire. He said, Brother Ted, something's wrong with you. They're not on fire. I said, I see them burning. And I watched them. Then I realized I was having a vision. And I went home. That was in the fall of 2000. Whew. Lift your hands. I feel the Holy Ghost on this. I came into 2001. And the Lord had me to go up and rent an auditorium in New York City and preach. Then I went back and preached with Brother Shambach in the Bronx and then in Brooklyn. And there was something in my spirit calling the nights he would have me preach, calling to New Yorkers, get right with God. Time's running out. I came home and I was sitting in the kitchen of, of a restaurant. And the cook and the owner, she'd always fix me coffee and a sandwich. And I'd go back there. And suddenly on the television set, I looked. And those buildings were burning like I saw in the vision in the fall of the previous year. And I said, Sister Janet, the Lord already showed me this. Is this, what is this? We turned it up. And it was the coverage of the destruction of the Twin Towers. And I saw it in the spirit before I saw it in the natural. I went over to my office across the street and I sat down and I was carried away in the spirit. Many times God will do this to me and I don't fight it. 
I know he's going to use me to do something for his glory. And the word of the Lord came to me. And he said, In the day that you see nation against nation, I will remove the United Nations from the shores of America. And they will go to Europe. In that day, he said to me, revival will be in full measure and the fire of God will be falling. When the apostle Paul went to build a fire on the island of Malta, as he went to build the fire, a viper came out and bit him. And he shook it off back into the fire. And when he did, it destroyed the snake. The Lord said unto me, the fire of revival is going to get rid of the snake and the habitations of devils that lives on the Hudson River. And in that day, revival shall be in full measure and the fire of God shall be falling. In my spirit this very day, the Lord reminded me of that word he gave me almost 20 years ago. And he said, when you go tonight, you tell the people that they're going to start hearing about the possibility of the United Nations being removed from America. And when you hear it, lift up your heads and rejoice, for it means the habitation of devils is being destroyed and that the revival fire for you and your family shall be poured out. For in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And so tonight I'm going to lay hands on every one of you and you shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost, tonight is your night. If you've been filled, God's going to refill you tonight. For we are living in the time of the end and the latter days are upon us and the spirit of God is being poured out and God will have himself a church without spot or wrinkle or blemish or any such thing. If you are a candidate for the blessing, then God is going to reverse whatever the devil's using to try to contain you, destroy you, pull you down and God is reversing it for his glory that you might move into the strongest place that you've ever been in God, I tell you things shall get better for the child of God. You're going to see more things happen for your in the place that God is taking his hand like this. Everybody take your hand like this and say he's reversing it. He's reversing it. Everything that is against me, he is reversing it. God said, I will reverse it. God said, I will reverse it. And in these 10 days of glory, there is an operation of the Spirit that is reversing the thing that devil has tried to use like a wall of containment around your life, around your ministry. It is being broken and God is reversing seen it. Get ready for the greatest move of God that you've ever seen. Raise your hands and praise God. Come on, praise him. In fact, jump on your feet and praise him. Jump on your feet and praise God. God is reversing it. God is reversing it.
I said, God is reversing it. He's reversing it for you. God's reversing it for you right now. Oh, just begin to thank him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Things are turning around. Hallelujah. Things are turning around for me. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel of deliverance to the captives, to let the oppressed go free, to the recovering of the sight of the blind, that the poor may hear the gospel. Oh, hallelujah. For in that day, declares the Lord, I shall be glorified among the nations, and the nations shall know I am God all by myself. Oh, hallelujah. I'm the God of healing. I'm the God of deliverance. I'm the God of prosperity. I'm the God of provision. I'm the God of protection. I am God, and there is none like unto me. Come on, shout. He is your God. He'll always be your God. He's reversing it, reversing it. Everybody say, every time I turn around, God is blessing me. Every time I turn around, God is blessing me. Lift your hands. The blessing's coming right now. Every time I turn around, God is blessing me. I think that's you, Seth. Is that you, brother? Yes. Stand on your feet. God's reversing something right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's a major financial turnaround happening right now. Everybody, you want to receive it. Lift both your hands and say, praise the Lord. Come on, say it again. Every time I turn around, God is blessing me. Every time I turn around, God is blessing me. Where's that little girl that sings so good? Sing it. Every time I turn around. Sing hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. One more time. All these singers are so beautiful. I want you to help them. Come on. Every time I turn around, God is blessing me. Sing it, church. Every time I turn
Lift both your hands. It's getting strong. God is coming close to the earth right now. The Spirit of God is in this building. The wells, the wells, the wells of Finney are being redug this week, declares the Lord. And I've laid my hands upon this church and the word that was given, it shall all come to pass. You shall see this place filled with my glory and thousands shall find Christ at these altars, declares the Lord. How many have ever been poisoned, maybe ate bad food or maybe some kind of a disease you had poison released in your body? Anybody like that? You've ever had to deal with a poisoning? Who else? Several. My wife and I were in Dallas, Texas. We were helping Brother Shambach in an evangelist convention. 900 evangelists from all over the world came to that meeting. Bonnie and I went back to the room before the evening service. And both of us got deathly sick. She laid down on the bed. I fell right on the floor. I said, Lord, I don't know what this is. And when I said, I don't know what this is, God showed me in a vision our waiter putting some kind of a chemical powder from a dishwashing solution in our food. And the word of the Lord came to me. And he said, my son, this man was demon possessed. You better pray over your food when you go out to eat. And the devil in him tried to kill you. But I will heal you. I didn't get it immediately. But I got up and I said to my wife, I'm going to try and get down. Brother Shambuck needs me. I got to meet Alvin Slaughter. He's going to sing tonight. And some of you remember Alvin. He's a wonderful brother. And I didn't have the strength in the natural. I put my hands on the walls, walked through the hotel hallway, got to the elevator, went down, went in, sat down. Alvin came in, Gloria. And I talked to him. Service started. Here comes my sweet wife. They put her over about 40, 50 feet from me. She sat over by Alvin's wife and some others. I had to sit over by Brother Shambach and help him. More Sorella. Anybody remember that man of God before he died? More Sorella was speaking. When he was done, he come off the platform. And he pointed at me. Stan. I stood. He took his finger and drew a circle on my head like this. Laid hands on me and I went down under the power. When I went down, all of that illness went out of my body. Now there was about 800 people because we registered. Maybe closer to 900. Evangelists, people from all over. He goes clear over 40 feet away. Has my wife stand? We don't know him. We've never met him. But we both knew the same Jesus. He drew a circle on my wife's head. 
laid hands on her. Boom, she went down. And she told me later, at that moment, all that sickness went out of my body. He did not lay hands on anyone else in the meeting. Just her and myself. And we weren't even sitting together. But the Spirit led him to break that poison, spirit of the devil, from killing me. Well, and my wife. I said to my wife, we're going back to that restaurant tomorrow. And I'm going to get that same demon-possessed waiter to wait on me. We went in, and sure enough, he's there, and his eyes got big. Because I'm sure he thought he put enough of that Ajax or whatever that stuff was I saw in the spirit to take me out. And I said, I'll have a steak. I'll have an apple ring. See, even the sound system's falling out. <laughs> and I sat there and ate that meal. And when I went to leave, I said, the curse is not greater than the blessing. And he ran into the back of the kitchen. That's what I come to tell you tonight. The curse the thing the devil's trying to use against you. It is not greater than the blessing. And God will reverse everything. Come on, if you've got something you need him to reverse, lift your hands. Lift your hands right now. God will reverse it. Come on, sing it again every time I turn around. God Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I hear his voice behind me singing, Brother Rob, every time I turn around, God keeps blessing me. Every time I turn audience tonight you've been baptized in the spirit and you've spoken with other tongues may I see your hands let me ask it this way how many you never have yet but you're desiring to be filled with the spirit is there anybody like that because almost every sister brother 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 everybody you'd like to receive the mighty baptism of the Holy Spirit move out of your seat and come stand right here in front of me right now here comes a young man, my buddy, 
I'm going to perceive you like Janet Jackson. She's a pretty girl, isn't she? Amen. And this beautiful young folks want to be filled with the Spirit. Amen. How many of you have been filled with the Spirit, but you feel like you leaked a little of it out and you'd like to get a refilling tonight? Let me see your hand. Come and form a wall of faith behind these. Just move out of your seat. If you're really desirous of another wave of fire to come on you, then get down here behind them, behind them. Form a wall of faith. The rest of you, if you all got what you need, release your faith for these that want more. Zingdo Ramba Baba Bandora Baha Shikando Rabandili and Danabosi Mondo Rabanda Ki Dahandaha Orando Rabahabaha There's only one qualification that you must fulfill to be filled with the Spirit. That is, you give your heart to Jesus Christ and you take him as your Savior. How many of you that want to be filled with the Spirit, you've done that? Let me see your hand. You say, I've asked Jesus into my life. Just let me see your hand. That's the only qualification. The blood that he shed on that precious cross over 2,000 years ago made a way for you and me so that sin's power could not have dominion over our lives. I've preached this in Nigeria. I've preached this in India. I've preached this in the islands of the sea. I've preached this in Norway and the Scandinavian countries. I've preached it in England. I've preached it all over the world. And you know what? It works all over the world. And tonight, God's going to fill you with the precious Holy Spirit. Everybody look this way. Don't pray yet. Receive the instruction. Because the instruction is where you can obey. And the meaning of the word obedience is, I will follow the instruction. The Bible says when the Spirit of God was first poured out upon those 120 people, it says they all began to speak as the Spirit gave them the words. King James uses it, the word utterance. The Spirit will give you words. I remember when I was young, I went to an altar just like this. And a man named Ralph Kennedy was praying for us young folks. And in my mind, I heard these words. I didn't know what they meant. I didn't know. And I thought, I wonder what would happen if I said them. So I said them. And as I began to speak those words, something began to fill up in me. And fill up, and fill up. It seemed like minutes, but several hours later, they took me home to my house. I was drunk in the Holy Ghost. You ever seen an eight-year-old drunk boy? And my mother said, I spoke in tongues all night in my sleep. They could hear me in the back bedroom. It's a real experience. But... The second instruction, 
you must yield to the Spirit of God. He's not going to force you to be filled. But you yield and say, fill me, Lord. Say that out loud, everybody. Fill me, Lord. Say it again. Fill me, Lord. This is his spirit. He wants you to have the Holy Spirit. So if you're saved, you've confessed your sins, and you believe God raised Jesus from the dead, then you are now a candidate to be filled with the Spirit. It's that simple. I'm going to come down and lay my hands upon you. And During that time, you that are filled, that want to be refilled, you're going to, every one of us, we're going to build up the atmosphere in here for these that can enter in with us and be filled with the Spirit. And when we do that, it will be so wonderful. Some of you, you might be like the woman in Massachusetts. She started speaking in tongues on the way home in a Volkswagen. Scared her friend, and the friend pulled the car over. Because <laughs> they both were Catholic. One received. You don't know how God's going to do it. The thing is, just ask God to fill you up with his Spirit. Tomorrow's going to be a great day. I just found out this afternoon. I'm preaching 8.30, 11 o'clock, 6 in the morning. I don't know. But I'll be here. But especially tomorrow night, I have a word. I've not released it yet. How many of you received tonight? God's reversing things for you. Now, we love the Jewish people. And from Rosh Hashanah, the new year, new beginning, to Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, there are certain blessings God said he will do. And Paul the Apostle said that you and I are a part of that faith through Abraham. Jesus said we were literally made the branches, he being the vine. And Paul later said we were engrafted in. Can you say amen? amen. Why did he do it? Because the Bible says in John he came to his own but his own would not receive him. All right, the Lord said, then to as many as would receive me, to them will I give the power to become the sons, the daughters of God. I receive that. How many of you are God's son? How many of you are God's daughter? Let's all lift our hands and prepare our hearts to receive the precious clean, pure Holy Spirit that we need so much. We need him now more than ever. Thanks again for listening to our Faith Church podcast. We are so glad you chose to listen to this message. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to receive notifications when we release new content. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Faith Church Rock to find out more information about what is currently happening at Faith Church.